Welcome to our last day of looking through Mark chapter 11, day 5, verses 27 to 33 today. We're walking through this week with Jesus Christ, this significant week. Sunday, we saw Jesus enter Jerusalem as the king. Hosanna, palm branches before him. Monday, he enters Jerusalem as the priest and he cleanses the temple. And now we come, now we come to Tuesday. And Jesus is entering Jerusalem as the prophet. And now we're going to see him throughout this day, throughout this Tuesday teaching. Teaching in such a powerful way that his enemies begin to challenge his authority to say what he's saying, to, to do what he's doing. What happens on this powerful day? Listen to verses 27 to 33. They arrived again in Jerusalem. And while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? They asked. And who gave you the authority to do this? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, was it from heaven or from men? Tell me. They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, they feared the people. For everyone held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. Jesus said, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. This talk that Jesus has with these rulers and elders and teachers of the law about authority, it reveals to you and I some powerful truths about God's authority in each of our lives. Now, what does this word authority mean? For some of us, it has a negative image. And when we talk about God's authority, authority simply means the right to rule and the right to be obeyed. And God has authority. He has the right to rule. He made everything. And he has the right to be obeyed. And as we read these verses about authority, the truth is, for you and I as followers of Jesus Christ, we live our lives under God's authority. The truth is, you're going to live life one of two ways, either under God's authority or questioning God's authority. One of two ways. Watchman Nee has written a famous book entitled Spiritual Authority about this entire issue of God's authority in our lives and how we're to respond to it in a humble way. In that book, he talks about, well, he calls it positional authority and spiritual authority. And he defines positional authority as that which we take to ourselves and spiritual authority as that which is given by God. Positional authority is a matter of titles and control and spiritual authority is a matter of ministry. Here's what Watchman Nee says. One's authority before man is equal to one's ministry before God. The measure of ministry determines the proportion of authority. If authority exceeds ministry, it becomes positional, and therefore it's no longer spiritual. He's just saying in a different way what Jesus has been saying again and again. The greatest among you will be your servants. Now, some people, as they talk about this idea of spiritual authority, they, they try to take it all the way down the line and talk about the spiritual authorities in the government and the spiritual authorities that we have in family. The truth is that can get very confusing because only God's authority is perfect. Governmental authorities are going to be imperfect. Authority in, in family, parents and children, that's going to be imperfect. Being obedient to the authority of a government is essentially being obedient to God's authority. That's what these verses are talking about as we read about authority throughout the Scripture. And as we read in these verses, we see these religious leaders questioning authority. Instead of 
living their lives under God's authority, they are questioning that authority. They've questioned it from the very beginning because it threatened their way of life. By the way, that's why we question God's authority. It threatens our way of life. I don't want God messing with my business. I don't want God messing around in my life. I want to live life the way I want to live it. What is it that causes our pride to rise up? What is it that causes us to decide to live life ourselves instead of trusting him? These religious leaders are a study in the personal challenges, the heart challenges that we all face. Why is it that we question God's authority? Essentially, it's because we're afraid. Three reasons you see in these leaders. We question God's authority because we're afraid of change. Number two, we question God's authority in our lives because we're afraid of others' opinions. And number three, we question God's authority in our lives because we're afraid of facing the truth. First, we question God's authority in our lives because we're afraid of change. If you live your life under God's authority, he's going to make some changes. He's going to make some changes in your heart. He's going to make some changes in your life. He's going to make some changes through your life. He's going to take you to some places you're not sure you want to go. Now, after you go there, you're going to say, God, what what was I thinking? Of course, this is where I was supposed to be. You know me better than I know myself. You wouldn't have brought me here unless you knew you could use me here, work on my life here. But while we're headed there, we're afraid. And so we question God's authority in our lives. Look, look for a place in your life where you're saying no to God right now. It might be some place of ministry. It might be some place of growth, some temptation that you're allowing not only to come into your life, but what be welcomed in your life. Some place where you're holding God at arm's length. You're questioning God's authority. Look at some place where you're saying no, and it's likely it's a place where you're afraid to change. Because we're afraid of change, because we're afraid of letting go of our life and enjoying God's life, we say no to God's authority over our lives. We say no to God's right to rule and his right to be obeyed. There's a second reason we question God's authority, you see in these religious leaders. We question God's authority because we're afraid of others' opinions. Jesus asked them a question. They're they're saying, why do you have authority to do the things? And he says, well, John, John the Baptist, was he from God or men? And the Bible says, if we say that he was from men, the people are not going to like us because the people think that he was from God. And so they answered Jesus, we don't know. We question God's authority in our lives because we're afraid of others' opinions. It's a scary thing. It's a humbling thing. It's even an embarrassing thing to look at my life, or for any of us to look at our lives, and realize the times that we have said no to God simply because we're afraid of what somebody might think of us. The times when instead of sharing a word of faith, we've just said nothing. The times when instead of stepping away from a situation, we've just stayed. The times when instead of standing up for God in a situation, we've just been quiet because we're afraid of what somebody else is going to think of us. We're afraid of other people's opinions. It happens to all of us. It happened to these religious leaders in that day, but they're not the only ones. It happens to me. It happens to you. We question God's authority, his right to rule, his right to be obeyed because we're afraid of what somebody else might think of us. Now, when you call that for what it really is, it helps us to see who we really want to be. I don't want to be a person who lives my life based on others' opinions. I want to be a person who lives my life based on the great love of God that he's put into my heart. We question authority, the authority of God, because we're afraid of change. We're afraid of other people's opinions. And we also question God's authority in our lives because we're afraid of facing the truth. They didn't want to face the truth about themselves. These religious leaders didn't want to face the truth that they had gotten a pretty comfortable life and that if Jesus was to be accepted into their lives as the true prophet of God, the true Messiah from God, 
They'd have to make some radical changes and face some truths that they had never faced in life before. Face the truth. When you face the truth, you have a new power from God in your life, even if it's the power of a humble recognition that you were wrong. There is power in humbly being able to say, I was wrong. I faced the truth about this. One of the reasons that you and I live our lives without the power of God in our lives is this fear of facing the truth, facing the truth about myself, facing the truth about life, facing the truth about others, facing the truth about this circumstance. You face the truth and you have power, God's power, but you ignore the truth and you have no power because you know deep down that you're hiding from what you know to be true. And you also are holding God's truth at arm's length in your life. These religious leaders come to Jesus that day, and they say, by what authority do you do these things? Jesus had already given them the answer. You can read about it in the Gospel of John. In John 5, 26, Jesus says, The Father has life in himself, for he's granted his Son to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge all mankind, because he's the Son of Man. In John 17, 2, Jesus prays, for you have given him, praying to his Father, you've given him authority over everyone in all the earth, and he gives eternal life to each one you have given him. Who gave him authority? God did. The Father did. Now, the answer was there, but they couldn't see it. They could not see the truth. The question that I have to ask as I read these verses about authority is, under whose authority am I living my life? And much of the time, I have to admit I have to say it's under my authority. I'm living life under the authority of what I want to do in that moment or what I feel is right in that moment. And instead of being obedient, I'm resistant to the call, the will of God. I'm living life under my authority, as small and as powerless as it is. I'm comfortable with my authority. But a life lived under my authority, questioning God's authority, it's a lonely life. It's a limited life. A life lived under God's authority. It is a full, rich, relational, powerful life. But it starts with humility. It starts with the humility to humbly pray. Let's pray together this simple prayer. Father, I accept your authority in my life. I accept your authority in my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Join us next week. Do not miss next week. It is a day of teaching in the life of Jesus that will turn your life inside out and right side up.